0: Let's talk about getting your kid into voiceover.
1: You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a vopreneur. Welcome to the Everyday Vopreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Sam player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voiceam.com slash Mark Scott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voiceam.com slash Mark Scott.
0: The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck.
1: Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Myers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOPreneur.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Everyday VOPreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original everyday VOPreneur, and you know what's about to happen. Actionable. Practical advice designed to help you grow your voiceover business, or in this case, actionable practical advice designed to help your kid grow their voiceover business, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, just before we dive into this week's episode, two things I want to remind you about. First and foremost, there are over 150 episodes of this podcast, all related to voiceover business and marketing. And you can check out the complete archive at veopreneur.com. So if you are new to the podcast, head over to the website. It's fully searchable. Like I said, over 150 episodes at veopreneur.com. Second thing, if you're enjoying the podcast, would you do me a quick favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? It'll help other people to find the show. And I'm really grateful for every one of those reviews that you leave for me. So if you've got a kid that is interested in voiceover or you think maybe there's potential for them to do voiceover, I think this is going to be a really helpful episode talking to a coach who specializes in working with kids. My nine-year-old daughter can't come into my office without stopping and talking in front of each microphone that I have in my studio. And chances are, if you've got kids at home, you've experienced a similar phenomenon. The question now becomes, are they just kids being kids and having fun? Or is there potential for them to book some work and build a career? My guest today is a talented voice actor and a coach who specializes in working with kids and developing their skills in the booth. Her credits include Leapfrog, Mattel, Chuck E. Cheese. I said I wasn't gonna say this one because I know I'm gonna screw it up, and Slick Slime Sam. As long as you I say it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> as long as I say it
0: slow, I can get it out. Welcome to the show, Vanessa Mariquin.
2: Hi, I am so excited to be here.
0: This is going to be good because I know that a lot of voice actors do have kids who like to play around in the booth. And several weeks ago, I had Susan Glow on the podcast and she was talking about what it's like to manage your kid's career, which yes, is and important. that was
2: an awesome episode, by the way.
0: Yeah, and, and, and so that. before we get to the point, though, where we can manage their career, I guess we kind of got to figure out whether or not there's even... An opportunity there in the first place. So let, let's dive into this. Your child goes into the booth. They're having mm-hmm. some fun playing around in there. How do you have the conversation with them about whether or not they actually have an interest in doing voiceover work or, you know, if they're just playing around?
2: Yeah, that's an awesome question. So I'd say it really depends on their age. You know, if we're talking about your little littles, um, you know, you have your you know, four or five-year-old kid come on in. I don't know that you really need a conversation about that. The number one thing is kids are going into the booth. They're trying things out because they're curious and they think it's a whole lot of fun. So if you have really little kids, I think the emphasis just needs to be on are they having fun is this something that they think is fun and just observe their curiosity now if you have some older kids where you know they're already doing extracurricular activities you know a conversation could definitely be warranted but you know just take it one step at a time again the emphasis here is fun so if it's something that they're really into you can totally guide them and keep checking in with them and make sure that the number one thing that's going on here is that they are having a good time and it's it's fun. So just keep that communication open and, and um, observe your kids' behavior. Once they're not having fun, it's probably a good time to, uh, to talk about why and maybe pivot.
0: Maybe take a step back, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've we all seen those audition opportunities that have come in, you know, possibly from an agent. Sometimes we see them through online casting where they're looking for a kid, right? We want an authentic yeah. kid, right? Because there are a lot of adult voice actors who do kid voices, but sometimes people are looking for an authentic kid. And so, I mean, auditioning your kid for one of those roles would, I suppose, be a really great way to t- kind of test the waters. I mean, I know with my nine-year-old, if she found out that she was getting paid for something, that kid... She's such she's so she's my kid like she is driven by (laughs) she is driven by money. So if she found out that there was an opportunity for a payday at the end of it. She'd probably do just about anything that I told her to do. But I mean, that is a that does present an opportunity to give them a chance to try it out, I suppose, and and see whether or not it's something that would be interesting to them.
2: Totally. Yeah. There is no shortage of opportunities because you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Mark. People are looking for real kids. (laughs) Authentic kids. Um, That is especially true with networks um, and a lot of animation work. They're not really wanting us adults to put on our little kid voice. They want real, authentic children. So there's definitely no shortage of opportunities out there.
0: So a few weeks ago, my 14-year-old came home with one of her friends, and they needed to record a, a podcast for a school project. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, because, you know, dad's got the voiceover booth and dad does a podcast, it's like, we got to use your booth. We're going to do this, and, you know, we're going to make it sound really awesome. I'm like, okay, that's fine, whatever, no big deal, right? I thought it would be fun. They come in here. We're talking about two 14-year-old girls who, yeah. I mean, probably spent about 90% of the time giggling, You know, and and 10% of the time actually recording. Uh But then they also are like holding up their scripts because then when they read, they realize they're recording, they start to get really nervous. And it's like, this is our podcast that we have to submit for ours. And I'm, and I'm sitting on the other side of the glass with my face just buried into my desk (laughs) thinking for the Mm -hmm. love of cheese, I, (laughs) I can't, I can't do this. Do you think it's a good idea for parents to try and, and coach and direct their kids?
2: Ooh, that is... <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Are they all like that you, Mark? It <laughs> is a question. You know, listen, <laughs> the parent-child relationship is pretty complicated, right? Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's hard to give a catch-all answer to that you know, every relationship is different. Um, I have seen in my own life, friends of mine who are artists or actors, musicians who have parents who are also those things. And, you know, it kind of can cause a little bit of an unhealthy um, need for validation. <laughs> you,
0: you are trying so hard to be diplomatic here. I know. I, I, I know. appreciate it so much. Just be like, Mark, don't direct your kids.
1: Okay? Well, Just, listen,
2: yeah. but, but you know what? It, it really does depend on the kid because, I mean, you know your kids best, right? If you have a child who is constantly looking up to you for that validation, you might want to just consider what role you are willing to take on um i've i've also seen a lot of relationships with friends of mine who have artist parents where it's a beautiful thing and you know they collaborate together and it's it's a great great relationship so it really really just depends on honestly on you the parent what role are you willing to take on and is that something that you you want to do
0: In Ontario, we have the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation, which is, you know, they're responsible for all the lotteries that are run here. And their slogan is to know your limits and play within it. And I know my limits and I play within it. And I know that for me, Mm -hmm. coaching my kid, I just I couldn't do it. I remember even having a couple of opportunities where i brought my wife into the booth to record some stuff and actual paid bookings. Right. And I'm like, okay, if we're going to do this anymore, we're probably going to have to hire somebody to work with you so that we don't get divorced.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, (laughs) it's funny because not everyone is a teacher. You, you are Mark. I mean, you have a gift.
0: I could teach you business and marketing all day, but don't, Do not ask me to direct you in the booth. (laughs) I just, I can't, I know I don't have the patience for it. And I think, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why I asked the question, right? Is because I I think parents need to recognize that there's a, there's a fine line that you're walking when, you know, between, I guess it almost comes between like being a parent and being the boss, right? If you're, you're starting to direct your kids and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. And it's so hard because, you know, you want them to do well and you have the language and you have the experience that you want to share with them, but if if your kid, oh, I don't know how to say this, Mark. <laughs> it's a really it's a really hard thing to talk about <laughs> because we're we're talking about child psychology, right? Um, and we're also talking about the parent child relationship yep. and the strain that that could have, or you know the. The closeness that could develop. I mean, listen, my dad, for instance, he was on the radio um, from when he was 16 years old. He first started being on the radio um, up until pretty much I was born. And his love for broadcast and all of that spilled over to me, um, intentionally or unintentionally. And once I started being an actor and went to school for acting. I started getting into voiceover and I was the one who told him, dad, you need to get into voiceover, right? So then we started having this really interesting relationship where, you know, he was getting into voiceover while I was getting into voiceover and we would help each other. Um, He would help me with the tech stuff and then I'd help him with, with the acting part of it and it has created this really beautiful relationship now granted I was you know an adult at that point but then you look at other people where you know like my husband for instance (laughs) shout out um sorry not throwing anybody under the bus here but (laughs) um you know when, I remember when we were in high school, he wrote songs a lot. He um, was a songwriter. We had our own band. And his parents are both musicians and songwriters. And that wasn't really a collaborative process. It became, oh, man, got to show mom and dad my newest song, and I hope they like it. And I hope, you know, it's good. And then they'd give him critiques, and then he'd, like, you know— go in and work on it and then okay is this good now is this good now right and so that became you know this thing that he had to work through um, as an actor as an adult I don't need mom and dad to see everything every single thing I do right and say it's good right so yeah it's it's really really tricky
0: I think it is going to be an individual thing right but I, I yeah. mean I just know for me I know after two minutes of my kid in the booth I'm like no I'm not the right guy for this job mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and and for you know for their best interest, if this is something they decided that they wanted to do, I would definitely have to look to somebody else to do it. And I think that's part of our responsibility as a parent is just being able to say, you know what, I, I'm a professional voice actor and I do very, very well in my career. That does not make me qualified to teach my kid. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with admitting that and and reaching out to somebody like you who can who can help pick up and and, you know, maybe just having an outside party in and of itself is is the difference maker. Now, I'm curious, when I talked to Susan Glow on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about how she took her girls and, and just went to, she didn't go to kid coaches. She went mm-hmm. to adult coaches because she thought that was going to be the best option for her kids. And I mean, that's that's valid. You got to know where your kids are and what you think is the best option for them. But I'm going to guess that there are probably some serious differences between coaching a child voice actor and and coaching an adult voice actor. My guess is that it does take a lot more patience, but I think we've all probably seen some pretty stubborn adult voiceovers in our day, too. So maybe that's not entirely a fair assessment. But talk to us a little bit about the difference in the dynamic between uh, coaching a a child and and coaching an adult.
2: You know, in some ways, I kind of think it requires a little bit more patience to uh, coach adults. (laughs) and I've done especially if you're coaching me (laughs) Uh, well you know it goes back to am I the right person to coach my kid right um it takes a special kind of person to coach kids because there's a specific kind of way that you have to communicate with a kid now I mean the joy for me and the reason why I don't think it's as difficult (laughs) to coach kids as it is adults is because kids they don't really get in their heads right um us adults we do and that you know puts up so many blocks for us and can make it really difficult um to 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 coach and to teach but kids are just right there in the moment if it's something they enjoy if it's something they're curious about it's if they're having fun in the moment man they are there and they are ready to go and they are eager to take a note or take an exercise and completely run with it now that said yeah of course it requires some level of patience to work with kids I had a coaching session last week where (laughs) The kid, she was literally jumping on her bed um, during our session, which honestly is totally okay with me. You know, we we gotta rein it back in, right? But some some people, some teachers might have a little trouble with that. Um, <laughs> but. It just shows that, hey, she's having a great time. Let's take that energy. Let's channel it into this exercise that we're gonna do next, you know? For them, it's, it's truly all about fun. And with us, sometimes it tends to be about money, right? And that can kind of get us into our heads. But with kids, they just wanna have fun. And a coach, a really, really good coach needs to be just open and fun and creative in order to keep that child engaged in what you're doing and in order to help them understand these concepts that you're teaching. So, it does take patience, but it also takes a lot of silliness and creativity for for the coach, you know.
0: I think that's probably the biggest one. I think most adults don't have the ability to not take ourselves seriously right most yeah, of us won't learn so yeah,
2: much from kids
0: we won't get down on our hands and knees and play at their level so to speak right and mm-hmm. so i think that is a, a big part of it is is having a, a coach who's willing to do that and willing to have that sort of fun and i mean we could talk about patience but then i could also say that look when i first started coaching with everett oliver he still had hair, and then by the time he was done with me, he he didn't anymore. So you know, I mean, Uh-oh. I think I think adults can can uh, I... be just you know we can be pretty pretty darn stubborn ourselves. But I, I totally get how it takes a different approach and a, and a different dynamic to be able to get down on that level and 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 work with a kid like that. And I, I guess part of it too, we have to. It's a very broad category, right? I mean, obviously, the way you're going to work with a five-year-old is very different from the way that you're going to work with a, a 14-year-old. And there's, there's going to be different approaches there. But a lot of it, I suppose, is still pretty similar.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with, with the younger kids, it does take a lot of um, quick thinking um, and creativity to keep them engaged. With the older kids, they just want to know that they're doing a good job, you know? And positivity goes, goes such a long way. Um, Being just here for them and open, listening to them and encouraging them. Yeah. Because that's, at the end of the day, that's all they want and that's all they need, really. Results-oriented thinking doesn't get anyone anywhere, honestly. Um, But especially when you're talking about those older kids and those teens, they just, they are doing it because they're interested in it and they love it. And they just need someone there guiding them, saying, Yeah, you are doing great and you know, let's let's make you even better.
0: As I'm listening to you talk about this, I'm curious. Obviously you're you're the coach, you're the one that's doing the coaching with the kids, but how much are you learning from them? Because I know that a lot of the work mm-hmm. that you do in particular is in that kid space, right? Toys and games and children's education, and all that sort of stuff. But And I got to believe that working with them on a daily basis and and getting an insight into their mind and how they think and all of that sort of stuff, that's got to carry over into what you're doing in your own business.
2: Oh, totally. I mean, my manager the other day, she texted me and she was saying, Vanessa, I am enjoying your auditions so much. They you just sound like you're just having so much fun. And I really am. I think watching kids just have a ton of fun and just throw themselves out there and be ridiculous helps me kind of channel that into my own work in the booth because I also kind of see like, oh, okay, yeah, so this is what kids are into. Um, This is what kids are doing. And whenever I have my audition for those TV shows, kids shows, things like that, I can I definitely bring that into the booth with me and I just have fun and I, I play. So yeah, it's, it's been awesome.
0: (laughs) So the moral of the story in in all of this is that we all probably just need to take ourselves a a little bit less serious and and have a little bit more fun when we're walking into the booth.
2: Absolutely. Because like, listen, we're not doing brain surgery here. Right? Like we're, we're, (laughs) we're voice actors, (laughs) you know, I, I would venture to say you did not get into this line of work because it pays you the big bucks, right? Like you probably entered into this line of work because it was something interesting and it was fun. Yep. And there's a joy that you experience by doing it. So if we just tap back into that, why you know, it's going to make all of our lives so much, so much easier.
0: For a lot of voice actors, one of the hardest parts of marketing is trying to figure out where to find voiceover leads. Where do I look? Who do I contact? Who can actually use my voiceover services? I want to tell you about my new masterclass that is going to take care of all of that for you it's called 101 ways to find vo leads and that's literally what it is actually not quite by the time i was done i ended up at 122 ways to find voiceover leads there are so many different places to look leads are literally everywhere the problem is sometimes our box is too small we think about the traditional advertising agency or the the video production company or maybe the e-learning company but we don't Think or look beyond that. And so the purpose of this masterclass is really just to open up your thinking to all of the other possibilities that are out there. So if you struggle to find voiceover leads, this class is going to solve that for you. Again, there's 122 ways by the time the class is done. You can get all the details on the masterclass and sign up for instant access at markscottcoaching.com. That's markscottcoaching.com. Now back to our show. Now you touched on this a little bit ago, but let's go into this a little bit more. I, mm-hmm. When you're doing, when you're an adult and you're doing voiceover, I, I think to a degree, as uh, broad as the term may be, we do approach this as a business, right? We, yeah, we're we're there to book jobs, to make money, to pay mortgages and bills and college funds and all of that sort of stuff. Kids just want to have fun. That would be my guess anyway, is that mm-hmm. they just want to have fun. Talk a little bit about the difference in that mindset.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, Mark, really when you get down to the basics of it, there really shouldn't be a difference, right? I mean, a, a child's mindset and motivation really is a lot more pure. And like, like you were saying, can help teach us a whole lot about why we got into this in the first place right for the joy of it for the fun of it but you know whenever i talk with the older kids the teens and then with the parents um there are kind of three main concepts that i teach to help with mindset because and and these are things that i have to constantly remind myself to right I'm doing this because I enjoy it, because, you know, this is giving me a full life. And kids also kind of have to be reminded of that as well, because then you get into the comparison game and you get into disappointments and all of that. And that can be so hard, especially for a parent to navigate with their kid. Um, You know, you're not gonna book every gig you get, obviously, right? (laughs) But sometimes, and hey, when I am not in a good mental space, I can kind of have this too, where you know, kids, they audition and they, they think they might get it right, and chances are they they won't, and we can hold on to those things so tightly, yeah. um, myself included, and yep. then just kind of get down on yourself and start comparing yourself. So, all that said, three things that I like to to kind of teach to um, help with that mindset. So the first one, the first concept is scarcity versus abundance. right? That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Are we viewing the world as a place of scarcity or are we viewing it as a place of abundance? Now, when we go into scarcity mindset, I like to see this kind of, I use this metaphor um, with a pie, right? So let's say you have an audition or your kid has an audition and they don't book it, right? They're seeing opportunities kind of like a pie, right? There is only one pie, Mm -hmm. and all the opportunities are contained within this one pie. And I didn't book this gig, but someone else did. So they got a slice of that pie, which now means there are less slices available for me to have, right? right? Yep. And that can cause so much anxiety. Yep. Whereas when you look at this career as a place of abundance, it's kind of like a river, okay? The river flows. The river always has water flowing through it. And if we see these opportunities, these, this career path as a place of abundance, like a river, you know, you can get your cup, you can dip it into the river and get some water or not. And that's okay. Because there's always going to be more water flowing to you.
0: I was right? really it's, hoping you were going to tell me to just make more pie.
2: You know, <laughs> just, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, make more pie, um, or yeah, wish for an infinite number of pies, right? Um, <laughs> but like, when when you have that mindset of, oh, okay, there are always going to be more things out there, right? Yep. There's an infinite number of possibilities out there for yes. me. Yes. That leads into my second dessert metaphor here. <laughs> Ooh.
1: You're
2: getting hungry. Um, I know, me too. I have my coffee here, and I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe maybe I need a, a sweet to go with this coffee. Um, And it's, it's something that an acting teacher taught me, and I use this all the time for myself, and that's everyone is a certain type of cookie okay all right so stay with me here stay with me here all right all right casting directors clients they're looking for a certain kind of cookie right when they're listening to auditions yep they have their eyes set on a certain kind of cookie now you may be a delicious chewy chocolate chip with caramel cookie right which i mean i think that sounds amazing and is <laughs> incredibly delicious but the casting directors and clients are looking for a snickerdoodle yep it's not that your incredible amazing delicious gooey chocolate chip and caramel cookie isn't good they're just not looking for that kind of cookie yep
1: 100%. they're looking for a
2: snickerdoodle yep now one day there will be someone or a project that will come along And the perfect person for that, the perfect cookie, is an ooey, gooey, chocolate chip, caramel cookie. And you are the exact right cookie for that one. Yep. Awesome. Right? But you're not always going to be the right cookie. And I think that's a really great um, metaphor to use for kids. Right? Sometimes you're just not the right cookie, and that doesn't mean your cookie isn't good
0: texting my wife right now. I'm like, you gotta you gotta start making some cookies. You gotta
2: start making some cookies. This interview when this interview's Um, done, I
0: wanna come upstairs and I want like fresh, warm, ooey gooey chocolate chip cookies just straight out of the oven waiting for me upstairs. Oh, you're killing me right now. (laughs)
2: But you know And it's going to take a while sometimes for you to find the person that wants your cookie, right? Which then leads into, hey, we are on a journey here. This Mm -hmm. is a marathon. We are running a marathon. We are not running a sprint, right? So it's going to take some time. We are in it for the long game, which then brings you back to your why. So why are you doing this? Are you doing this because you... Want to book, 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 make money? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, it would be fantastic. And for your kid, for their future, yeah. And it'll boost their self-esteem, all that stuff. Yeah, but the why is this is fun. This is something that we're enjoying. Yep. So we're in it for the long game.
0: This is not just relevant to kids, by the way. Like, literally every voice actor listening needs to be paying attention to all of these metaphors because they they absolutely stand true from a, from a mindset standpoint. That it's, it's, oh, yeah. It's relevant across the board, regardless of where you are at in your career. It's good stuff.
2: 100%. And these are things that I constantly am telling myself. Yep. (laughs) You know.
0: So uh, most of the people that are listening to this episode, realistically, they're probably voice actors who Mm -hmm. have kids that are interested in doing voiceover. But there's also going to be parents that are going to find this episode because they're searching for information on how to get their kids into voiceover, and they are not voice actors, from a parent's standpoint, Mm -hmm. we've got a kid who's expressed some kind of interest in this. What are some things that we can do at home, outside of coaching, which is the obvious one, that we can help to foster that interest?
2: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. There are so many ways um, that you can kind of foster this skill within your child. I mean, number one is exposure. Right? So I know we got screen time and and all of that stuff. But if you want to turn screen time into something a little bit more productive, watch TV with them, watch the cartoons, kind of see what they're interested in and watch the commercials. Don't skip the commercials. Kids are mimics. I mean, listen, how many commercials from your childhood do you still remember now? Yep. And you can like recite it word for word, the exact inflections, you know, everything.
0: I still want to be the micro machine guy.
2: <laughs> here you go, right? <laughs> yeah, kids soak things up like crazy. I mean, eh, I, I was a 90s kid, um, so I watched a ton of TV. There was not the screen time stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, you know, nothing, nothing against my parents. I'm glad I watched a lot of TV because here I am. Um, but I think... Really being familiar with commercials and trends and the melodic nature of voiceover of how people read scripts just really soaked into me. And it made it so, so much easier once I went into this line of work because it was kind of like in my bones. Another really, really cool thing is watch some behind the scenes videos with your kids. Disney has a lot of awesome stuff on YouTube where they actually have the actors in the studio. They recorded all of it, and you can watch the actors work. Like, they have it for Frozen. Oh my gosh, there's an entire documentary on Disney Plus. Now I'm plugging Disney. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's um, the whole behind the scenes for Frozen 2, I think. Oh my gosh, it blew my mind. And that is something that, as a kid, I would watch all the behind the scenes for all the yep. movies I liked. Makes sense. Um, the commentaries because I was so fascinated by it. So just exposing them to that world and piquing their curiosity is is really awesome. Well, S- Susan Glow is saying her kids are now super interested in animation because they've been exposed to that world. Yep. I mean, how freaking cool is that, right?
0: It is pretty cool.
2: Yeah. You just let them experience it. But, you know, beyond that, Mark, especially for the little kids, just read to your kids, Yeah, read to them. It helps them so much to hear things read to them. They can hear how you put your inflection into the stories. They hear what it's like to have a narrative told and then, you know, just expose them to music for the little kids directors are going to be feeding them lines a lot of the time and they need to have the ability to listen to a line being read to them and hear the differences in tone and inflection and rhythm so the more used to things like pitch and rhythm a kid is the better so if your kid is into playing an instrument or singing, even dancing, all of that is is so helpful for a career in any kind of performing art, honestly, but especially for voiceover because it's all about the voice, right?
1: Absolutely. It's
2: melodic, requires timing, rhythm. And so that's just another awesome, awesome way uh, to help with that.
0: For sure. In the beginning, we talked about how We've probably all seen auditions come from our agent that have requested a kid and invited us to let our kids audition. But for those that maybe don't have an agent, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they're not seeing those opportunities. Again, parents that aren't voice actors at this point, talk to us about some of the opportunities that exist for kids in the market today that you can get without having to have access to an agent.
2: Yeah. You know, of course, those bigger projects... You know, we've been talking about Disney and and all of that. Those are going to require representation for the most part, for the most part. Um, But otherwise, you know, it's a lot of the same ways that we as adult voice actors get work apart from our agents and representation. Um, Voice 123 actually allows kids on their platform. Okay. Which is really, really cool. Um, So that could be a good place. And it's not... Very expensive at all, and they have access to the full gamut for 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 kids there. So that's that's a really great resource. Going into freelance sites and things like that, a lot of local um, or small businesses are looking for that little kid to advertise their water park or whatever, right? Yep. So you know, going onto to sites like that where you can find you know some smaller market work is really great direct marketing social media utilizing social media you know you can make your kid a social media page that you run and tell everyone you know that your kid does voiceover Mm -hmm. i mean shout it from the rooftops um, because you never know who's gonna want a little kid um, to be in their marketing material so social media is a great place for that and then Listen to your local radio, honestly, start small. If it seems really, really overwhelming, just do kind of what we do as, as adults here. Be tuned into your community and listen to your local radio station. Know who the local marketing agency is that produces all those spots and get in contact with them. Um, start small. It's okay. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, but there are tons of opportunities out there.
0: The company that I sourced my flooring from when I was doing home renovations, the local local flooring store here, they have an Instagram account and they post videos with a couple of kids. I'm, I'm It's obviously the, the children of one of the employees. And I, I don't know, I would guess maybe they're five or six years old, seven years mm-hmm. old or something. I don't know. But anyway, it's like, you know, Kids Talk Carpet or Kids Talk <laughs> Kitchen Backsplash or whatever. And these videos are freaking hilarious. And I laugh and I love every single one of them. I always tease them that, you know, I send them union contracts and, and like, <laughs> make sure your kids are getting rate, right, eh? Like this, yeah. keep, keep it fair whatever. Like w- It's so much fun. But there really are a lot of different ways that you can open up doors for your kids. I mean, yeah, we all want to do, we all think about Disney or Nickelodeon or, you know, those types of things. But there mm-hmm. are... There are so many different places to find opportunities, whether it's local commercials or internet videos, toys and games. And kids' education is a huge thing right now, right? K-12 learning oh, is, is yeah. a huge, huge thing. And and don't just assume that it's adults with younger sounding voices that are doing all Mm-mm. of this stuff. There are opportunities for kids in, in that space as well.
2: Yeah, and you can get creative if, if you're a parent who just loves to be creative with their kid creating user generated content can be amazing so that's what you were talking about mark yep. um you know creating videos of your kid trying out products or you know just 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 get creative with it because you never know you just never know what could be out there
0: they're always going to say something funny, too. I mean, if you just oh, yeah. <laughs> if you just let them do it, you know they're going to say something funny. Now, I, I know that you've got an education opportunity coming up for parents. Tell us a little bit more about the uh, webinar that you're going to be doing.
2: Yeah, totally. So um, I have a webinar coming up on May 7th. That's going to be a Saturday. Um, it'll be after lunchtime, so 1 o'clock Pacific time. Um, and you can check that out. That's going to be a very um, broad Age range, Um, parents are definitely welcome to attend, but it's my exploring voiceover class for kids and teens. Um, So if you have a kid or a teen or a preteen or, you know, probably not your dog, but... (laughs) What am I saying? Okay.
0: Some of them are very entertaining, you know? they 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 do on camera too, you know?
2: (laughs) That's true. I'm trying to get my dog into show business because he's too cute. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if, if if you have a, a kid, preteen, teenager who might be interested in this, that is an awesome, awesome class that I put on that kind of just goes over all of the different facets of voiceover. And we even get to do a little bit of reading as well. So it's, it's really, really fun. It's a two-hour long webinar with a break in the middle. So don't worry. You don't have to have your kids sit there for two straight hours on zoom um but you can check that out on my site vo with dot com that's vo with vanessa v-a-n-e-s-s-a dot com and um, when you sign up on there you'll also get access to my free parents webinar which is a lot of what we kind of talked about today and more so yeah
0: so that's coming up, you said, May the 7th at May
2: the 7th.
0: 1 o'clock Pacific, so 4 o'clock Eastern time. We'll put that information in the show notes as well. Is there going to be a, a replay opportunity or a, a way for people to catch a video or something like that if they're not able to join in live? Absolutely. Okay, good. All right, well, we'll put that in the show notes so people can check that out. But, hey, look, if your kids have got an interest in this, I mean, especially if you've already got everything set up, right? You've got your home studio set up. You've got your source connect and your audio editing right you you're you're running your business so it wouldn't be that much of a leap to get your kid doing this and letting them have some fun doing it there's definitely some opportunities in the market vanessa this has been fantastic thank you for for everything that you've shared here and and uh, definitely encouraging uh, any voice actor that's got a kid any parent that's got a kid that's interested in this to, to check out that webinar as well
2: yeah totally
0: all right thank you vanessa
2: thanks mark this was awesome
0: If your kid likes playing around in the booth or if your kid has expressed an interest in doing what you do, maybe you've even had the opportunity to get them a job or do a couple auditions with them through an agent or through something like a voice one, two, three. Why not let them explore that a little bit further if it's something that they're interested in? I'm so grateful to Vanessa for all the information that she shared and helping us understand a little bit more about the mindset of working with a child and what it's like to coach a child. And hey, there's a lot of opportunities out there as well. If you've been listening and enjoying, would you let us know? Do me a favor, head over to Instagram and post this in your stories. You can tag me, at Mark Scott, and tag Vanessa as well. It's at Vanessa M. Voice. That's at Vanessa M. Voice. And I'll put that in the show notes so you can find it. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you're learning. And hey, let us know if your kid is doing voiceover as well. As always, thanks so much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one.
1: The Everyday Veopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere. Find podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Voice Sam player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesam.com/markscott and receive an instant $25 credit for full details and to claim this offer. Visit voicesam.com/markscott and sing And that's a wrap Thanks for hanging in Thanks for hanging out Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at Vopreneur.com.